This is a summary of the first Sicha in Parshas Miketz. Look at the Sichas. Chelik Yud. What we're dealing with is a question, a general question on the Parsha, on the story, according to Pshitish Mikra. The question is as follows Yosef is kidnapped and he becomes, into, he turns into uh, the vice president, the viceroy from the strongest positions in Mitzrayim. Why did he never send word to his father that he was alive and well? Over the course of these 22 years, he had so many opportunities. You could say maybe the first few years he was in prison, he was a slave. But the moment he had an opportunity, why didn't he send word to his father? Why did, he allow, why did he allow his father to suffer for so many years thinking that his beloved son had died? What's the story? Now, we have an answer seemingly from Rashi, but this in itself requires explanation. Rashi had explained to us a different question. Why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu why did Hashem not tell Yaakov? The others, the forefathers, are constantly speaking with Hashem. Why didn't Hashem? Why didn't Yitzchak, you had Ruach HaKedosh? What's going on? Why didn't Yaakov know what was happening? So Rashi explains a very interesting Rashi. Rashi had said that the, the, the Shvatim, when they did the sale of Yosef, they made a Chedim and they made a Klala. In the words of Rashi, Shehechrimu Vikililu. He made a chedim, an excommunication, and a curse uh, for anybody over the head of anyone who reveals what happened, what took place. Which, parenthetically, shows you how all the explanations given by the holy books that the Shvatim, the justification that the Shvatim felt for having sold Yosef, they, in their minds, were doing the legitimate thing. It wasn't clearly... We know how what big tzaddikim they were. It wasn't just anything that was happening. They felt justified, fully justified in their acts. And they, in that moment, they made a chedim, and they made a, a curse upon anyone who reveals. And it actually says something very interesting. That shitful HaKadosh Baruch Iman, they were, they joined Hashem in with their pact. That's what Rashi seems to say. An amazing thing. Not in this context, by the way. Two parshias ago. And parshias by Yeshef. And that is indeed why Yaakov was never told, Hashem never revealed it to Yaakov, and Yitzchak never revealed it, even though he knew, because he said, if Hashem doesn't want Yaakov to know, who am I to tell him? And that's how Rashi actually goes on to explain a few verses throughout the story. For example, it says a pasuk about how Yaakov was mourning, but then there's another pasuk, how, how his father grieved. And Rashi says it's going on Yitzchak. Yitzchak grieved for his son Yosef, for his son Yaakov, that he saw that how much pain that he was in, and he couldn't tell him. Um, about why that his son Yosef was really still alive. Now this would seem to explain to us why Yosef didn't reveal either, because there was this ban, this curse, which they joined Hashem in, and for the same reason that Yitzchak couldn't reveal, Yosef couldn't reveal. What requires additional explanation is that in itself. What power do you have to put a chedim and a klala on the, anyone in the world who doesn't agree with uh, with with your position, that doesn't seem to be a legitimate reason to be able to make a chedem, and that it would have the force of uh, of working. And in fact, it's clear even in Rashi that he never intended that, because Rashi says that Yitzchok said, I, "If Hashem doesn't want to reveal, who am I to reveal?" What do you mean? You can't reveal. There's a chedem. There's a klala. 
So clearly the answer is you could take upon yourself, just like you could take upon yourself an oath. You could take upon yourself a ban of excommunication, a ban which is very a very spiritual a fear as well, besides for being a physical one, a ban of excommunication and a curse. You could take it upon yourself. And they indeed took it upon themselves. That was the ban that they're agreeing. And so being that that's the case, and that's why Yitzchak wasn't bound. But if Yitzchak wasn't bound, then why was Yosef bound? Why couldn't Yosef reveal it? And also, why was Hashem bound? <laughs> and this is obviously the deepest question of all. Hashem is joining? Did Hashem legitimize what they did? And did Hashem actually join in? What took place? There's actually a commentary who wants to say that they actually went up to Shemayim. They sent up one of the Shvatim to, you know, to the Merkava, to the upper chariot, and that's where he got Hashem's, they joined Hashem in. But obviously we're speaking on the level of Pshut Shemikra, simple level of the text, and there's none of that in the Pshut Shemikra. So what does it mean that Hashem joined in with you? What does that even mean? And why are they even making this pact in the first place if it's only incumbent upon, if it's if the only ones bound by this cheden, by this klal are those who participate, then why don't they just agree? We're not going to tell. No one here is going to tell. Why do you have to do a, a ban of excommunication? Why couldn't they all agree? If they all felt, if they all were part of the crime, of course, they were all, um, they were all part of the, uh, the sale. They all reveal. They're not going to, they all say, we're not going to, we're not going to reveal. The answer is very simple. And it's a, it's a profound explanation and it's brilliant and unbelievable by the Rebbe. The Rebbe says, why didn't anyone do tshuva? <laughs> Two decades. And this is this really even perhaps goes into a deeper level of where did Rashi get it from about this excommunication. There's a few sources you could say for Rashi for that. But let's go to a deeper question now. The deeper question is, no one did tshuva? They... And we see the moment Yosef came out, and even before then, when they started suffering the story with Yosef and Mitzrayim, immediately they all said, we regret it, it was a terrible thing. When they saw how much pain they caused their father, it sounds like right away they regretted it. They demoted Yehuda. They said, why didn't you stop us? They understood, and they saw their father in pain. So I understand that it was obviously a big sacrifice to tell your father about your crime. But not one of the righteous brothers, the ten brothers who were left behind, not one of them ever did teshuva. And the answer is that it's the reason why many of them did feel like saying, but they were bound by a chedem. And from the outset, when they did the sale, they knew that there might be a weak screw. They knew that someone might end up telling the father. Someone might end up doing teshuva, so to speak. So they did They did an agreement. They said, they made a chedem, that unless all of us agree that we're going to tell our father together, no individual is allowed to say that it's time. Because we all came to this halachic, spiritual decision that this is what we have to do with our brother Yosef. And just because you retracted, you have to convince everyone else that you're right. You have to explain your position. Just like you did Teshuvah, you can't tell our father until all of us do Teshuvah. And they made a chedem and a curse upon anyone who goes against this, which is obviously a deterrent. And that's what they did. That was the power of what they did. Then they did something interesting. They were afraid that it pass of a, another possibility. They might have even have the agreement of everyone and still the wrong decision. Why? Because they would have been strong-armed into it by one of the brothers who's very powerful and very influential. And somehow he forces the brothers into something which is not legitimate. 
Therefore, they did another thing. They joined Hashem in. Not that they're able to bind Hashem. No, they don't control Hashem. They don't tell Hashem what to do. That's not what Hashem meant. What it means they joined Hashem is they made it part of the agreement. That even if all of us agree that it's, we should tell our father, we're only going to tell our father if Hashem gives a sign, somehow we receive a signal from on high that we understand to mean that it's the time, that the time has come that Hashem wants us to reveal it. We're waiting for a sign from Hashem. If Hashem doesn't want it to be revealed, He's not going to do anything which will make it be revealed. That's what it means they joined Hashem with them. And that's what it means when it says that Yitzchak said, if Hashem doesn't want to reveal, who am I to reveal? In other words, he saw that Hashem didn't do anything. So clearly Hashem doesn't want him to do. Not that he's bound. It's the same thing exactly with Yosef. Yosef was there actually when it took place. He was there by the Chedim. He was there by the Klala. He was there and he saw, and even though he's not personally bound, but he saw how the Shvatim said that we're waiting for the Ebishter. If Hashem has, doesn't want it to happen, he's going to let us know somehow. And indeed, that's the story. I, how did they end up telling their father? They ended up telling their father because Yosef, it was actually Yaakov's idea to send down the brothers to Mitzrayim. And it says, why did he send them down? It says in the Pasuk, which literally means there's hope in Mitzrayim. But it actually says, really, he saw a divine image. He saw that there's hope for him in Mitzrayim. Hope, meaning ultimate hope, that he's going to get his son Yosef back. Now, now Yaakov didn't understand the message at the time, but he saw that there's hope. He sent his sons, he says, there's hope in Mitzrayim. Sons understood that this was the sign they were waiting for from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem was waiting for the sign, and that's why they immediately began doing the strenuous effort to try to get their brother back. And even when Yosef saw that all his brothers are looking for him, that should have told him, wow, my brothers must have received a signal from on high. But he didn't know for sure what the signal was. He didn't know for sure the time had come yet. And even if, anyways, he'd rather the brothers be the ones who broke the news that his father's alive so that it should be better on his father because there's a double tragedy here. I mean, there's a simcha that Yosef's alive, but then there's the tragedy of what his sons, what the brothers did. So Yosef would like it to be the brothers who break it to their father. If it was the time, now now's the time. But now we understand why for 22 years he didn't get involved. It was that original chedim, that original klala, which, uh, which caused him, which deterred him from doing anything. And he's waiting for Hashem a signal from God, which he would understand through the Shvatim, that the Shvatim themselves, he also probably believed in his brothers. He for sure knew that his brothers would have done Shiva by now. And he was waiting for that key, that, 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 the, the key to the puzzle, the piece of the puzzle where Hashem says that it's time for them to be reunited.